This is the best album you've never heard. Hello and welcome to the best album you've never heard, the podcast that introduces its guests to new music with me, Colin French. If this is the first time you've listened, the premise is simple. I give my guests an album they've never listened to before. We sit down, we have a chat about it, and we talk about music in general. There's a slight change going forward to the format. I've decided to drop the album that I'm given, really just to help with preparation time and you know, what works out is, is it's far more interesting spending time talking to the guests about music than having to listen to me sort of waffle on even more. If you listen to the last episode with David Stevenson, you'll know that I've started dropping bits of the music we're talking about into the podcast. That was just really based on feedback and I think it, it helps to make it a more enjoyable listen. On to today, I am joined by my dear friend, Ben Rushworth. Hello, mate. How you doing, Ben? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Just got back to work this week after being furloughed, so uh, getting back to normal as we can. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time to sit down and do this, Ben. I do appreciate it. And it's always a pleasure to have a chat with you due to well, lockdown. We haven't seen each other, <laughs> so it's a good opportunity to catch up. Oh, you know that, mate. I love seeing you. You know that. And um, it's always too long since I've seen you, but this time it's been particularly long since the last, since all this virus going down but yeah it's good to talk to you and uh even if it's that but especially talking about music mate because you know we both love that so crack on yeah definitely actually just before lockdown happened if you remember you were around my house and you bought a big stack of your old vinyl with you that we were, we were looking oh, for oh yes i did it. didn't i yeah because i've yeah. still got i did take them home so they're at home and uh caused it a bit of jit because the um because i've got nowhere to put them as you were speaking on the last podcast about physical music and actually where to store it these days i'm actually in the top of my mum's house at the moment with so many old cds stereos sound systems vinyl everywhere from andy's old music collection so um (laughs) yeah it takes up a lot of space so as you know you can't sell them records so i'm going to try and find this little stack system here and bring them home and uh give them another listen but yeah that was great doing that because I hadn't seen some of those vinyls for quite a long time. Yeah, that's like a big thing. So I had a similar thing recently when I went up into my parents' loft and I started trying to get my record collection down. They've mm. been sitting up there for years. And just getting getting chunks of it down at the time, but then sitting there and like looking through it. Because, you know, you physically had to go and buy it. I talk about it every week, but I think it's the truth. You've had to go and buy it. You've kind of invested in it. It means something, especially when you say you're looking for older stuff. Oh, I could, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I mean, I look at them and uh, I maybe not know exactly where I was or what what time of day, where, but I know I was up in London buying it from somewhere, um, getting my money when I when I had dispensable income, disposable income. I'd be straight up to Mr. Bongo's up in London and HMV, and uh, I'd just getting into music and stuff that I hadn't seen because Croydon and stuff didn't have that, so it was just like great payday straight on the train down to Oxford Street and uh, spend a bit of money. Yeah, 100%. When you were going to go record shopping like when I was like younger, I would, I would go uptown because mm. what am I going to do? Go to my, lake, my local like our price or, like, or versus a shop like... I used to go Rough Trade and Sister Ray 
Well, that's what, that's what it was. I mean, we had our price. Uh, I remember picking up a Sonic Youth cassette from, from our price. We used to get, so I used to work for Smith, so I used to get discount in there. Beano's. But yeah, that was really about it. So it was definitely payday straight up town. Just looking at it on the way back on the train home, just like so excited, ready to, <laughs> ready to crack it on the, on the, on the stereo, either the CD or, or vinyl. So what's your, um, what's your journey with music? Like when did you get into music, Ben? Is it, it, were you always into it or is there like a particular time that it, it kind of clicked? It particularly clicked with in hip hop and, and beat driven music more. It started way back with, um, I know most people say this, but it's what going on car journeys up to Huddersfield in Yorkshire to see my grandparents. So it was, this is when my parents were together. So this was Paul Young, Duran Duran, Queen's Greatest Hits Volume 1, um, Terence Trent Derby, Bit of Stones, that kind of thing. So didn't mind all that. When I grew up, started getting into probably the first stuff I really got into was like Oasis and Pearl Jam and, and stuff like that. I really got into that with my friends when I started at, at school. But the real big switch was when um, my brother brought home, he was a couple of years younger, he brought home um, a Wu-Tang Clan tape the first album on cassette and that and funnily enough along with what you mentioned last week the judgment night soundtrack um all oh, right yeah because, you remember beca- that. Be- be- because of sonic youth and uh pearl jam and uh, mud honey probably i can't i can't remember all of them i should have should have dug it out but you know that kind of thing because we also listened to we got into like biohazard downset dog eat dog which was more a bit like hardcore uh, rap. So we used to go and see that uptown. Um, a couple of the, a couple of great places uptown. Censor, Paradise Lost. It would just went to that, and then suddenly I heard, I heard this Wu Tang tape. Uh, must have been about, I don't know, about fourteen, fifteen kind of thing. Uh, maybe a bit older. I can't really remember, Cole. But um, as soon as I heard that, that was, that was it. And um, from there, it's just, yeah, it's just gone, uh, spread hip hop tentacles really a lot of beat driven music now instrumentals anything and everything really uh, not your mainstream stuff though i try to try to stay away from that as much as i can but yeah so my journey's been varied varied and long <laughs> the wu-tang what an introduction to hip-hop especially oh, man, that first a, album it, it was amazing mate I, I remember me and my brother having ps ps1 2 game or even a super nintendo nhl hockey and we had the Chicago Blackhawks, and I think we renamed all the team Tony Starks and all the people that they were, Rolly Fingers, that they were on that. And that's the thing, because they had the vinyl, all the stuff inside and who they were and what it was. So really got into that. And then all the spring off from that, you know, I know your guy mentioned it last week, Liquid Swords, only built for Cuban links. Method Man, the first one, Takao. I mean, this was when it was like on MTV and, and stuff like that. So that was just a great, great introduction. And the way they masterminded their, the way they knew what they were going to do, you know, they made that album and then the Reza was just like bang on it. And it was just like, I'm going to make an album for you and you and you. And I think that's where my music has gone in terms of production. I like a lot. I like, I want to know who's producing the track more than anything else. So I can kind of gauge where I'm going more than actual artists themselves. Um, you know, so yeah. So the way they did that and set their stall out to dominate that industry there and then was, um, was pretty, was pretty, was pretty good. Yeah. And they did dominate it. I mean, 
You're right. Yeah. Like Wu-Tang, <laughs> Wu-Tang itself, I mean, that's the business, isn't it? And then they created, like, franchises mm. with those out by, by doing those solo albums. Because well, they, they, some of them were successful, some of them weren't. I suppose the ones, the ones that even was, weren't successful were still good. But it was the more popular MCs, though. You knew... You knew that Ray and Ghost were going to work. You knew that the Jezza was that was going to work, and and Meth, and I think later down the line, you know, the, the Woo got out, the You Got album, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it got a bit diluted, and the Wu Tang Killer Bees, and and I think it, it did go as everything. You just stretch yourself a bit too far. Even the good ones, even their second albums, I probably haven't got in my collection now because I don't think they're anywhere near as either not relevant but the the beats you know everything changes and that's my thing about production the res is probably not doing it all uh and stuff like that so things change for me that way looking back on it now so you're absolutely right about spreading themselves thin i mean if you think like the first album was massive huge just absolutely Mm. went global but you know obviously and they they became these massive um stars not just rappers, they were stars. And then, if you, yeah. do you remember rightly, their second album, I kind of think of it as their cocaine album. They released a double album. That's got balls. Yeah, and you know what? I, as much as I loved them, I don't think they'll probably make a best of album out of that. Do you know what I mean? Condense that into yeah, one. Yeah, I agree. Because, yeah. And again, unfortunately, as they went on, their stuff, for me, personally, lost some of its, not relevance maybe is the wrong word, but... Uh, I don't know, timing and stuff like that. It's just hip hop moved on, and I don't think um, I particularly like what they did after that going down. There's some great tunes on some of the albums. Like the thing is, now you can cherry pick those. You can go on Spotify, iTunes, and what have you, and you can just pick what you like off the albums now. Whereas when we used to buy them, you get the Wu Tang, you'd be thinking, oh, yeah, brilliant. And then, you know, seven songs in, you'd be thinking, oh, it's only like. <laughs> three or four that I could really like listen to again and stuff like that. But maybe that's just me being picky. No, no, absolutely. You're right. And that's, that's the kind of, that's the plus side of, of streaming. I've talked about it on the podcast before in terms mm. of physical formats and supporting artists and things like that. But I've always said streaming has got a place and that is the place that you just, you could, you can, as you said, you can cherry pick the songs you want. You can make your own playlist. You know, you're not, having to sit and listen to the entire thing, you know, there is benefits to it, especially, you know, there's millions of songs. Because if you pay for it, you feel as like, you, you know, you've got to listen to that stuff inside out, upside down. Do you know what I mean? You want to know everything about that when you've paid like 15 quid, 16 quid or what it used to be. But now I'm feeling though, like you've paid your dues in buying so much, I can cherry pick the best stuff off it and um, not, not feel too guilty about it. And you, you're talking obviously about the, you know, hearing the Wu Tang, and that, that's what kind of introduced you to hip hop and probably made mm. you fall in love with it. Funny enough, uh, I was on a podcast fairly recently where I was I was explaining a similar thing. The first time I heard proper hip hop, you know, I'm not talking about like chart stuff or Vanilla Ice or you know that kind of thing. Um, was uh, I got a tape off of a kid at school, and it was um, it had Public Enemy on it, and the the first track I heard was Fight the Power. And that's yeah. what, I, what I remember <laughs> as much. Introduction, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. But that's the, if I hadn't have heard that at that right at that time, who knows? I might not have 
kind of got exactly. into it all, but... it's all about about like that my brother friends with someone else who introduced it to him who introduced it to me and i mean whether my brother listens to hip-hop that much i don't know but for me it's just had like a massive lasting impression on what music i buy or used to buy and, and what i listen to now and i mean you know i do i love other types of music as well but yeah i mean it's, it's definitely that's my my go-to yeah look obviously we both share a love of hip-hop it's one of the things we talk about i think you know when i see you we don't and we talk about music it's generally hip-hop isn't it and it's just you know the way it is yeah we both know we like it and i know that you listen to like from listening to your stuff but like the sleeper bods i mean i have downloaded that album and there is a couple of great tunes on there i love lyrics and uh, and stuff like that don't give me what i and my background is, like I said, is Nirvana, you know, Pearl Jam and going into like Biohazard and stuff. And so I will listen to, it's got to have that beat though. Uh, definitely got to have, it's definitely got to have that beat though. But reggae, you know, love all that stuff. But yeah, hip hop's definitely the, the go-to. Yeah, talking about beats. I mean, you're quite into the instrumental side of it. Probably more, you are more than me, definitely. Can you talk about that a bit and maybe even chuck out something recommendations for people it probably started with things like um well when company flow came out company flow you know as you know one of my as as we know art run the jewels and all that stuff with elp when he first started and um you know when he did the album they did a fo- we're always waiting for all oh, i was always waiting for a follow-up for that because Absolutely. you may not because the rap the, the, the way he raps it's very conscious rap so it's a lot of lyrics and and stuff like that so it's it's not your you've got to listen you've got to listen to it quite hard to like not understand because his beats aren't happy beats they're quite challenging beats sometimes to listen to but he did uh, an instrumental album little johnny goes to the hospital and it's instrumental but it's not instrumental they're just like actual songs on themselves and so um it, it's people like that colin doom would probably be one I mean, he's... Well, Doom would be one because his instrumentals, but his instrumentals are his actual songs, if, if you know what I mean. It's like listening to, obviously, instrumental, listening to his song without the lyrics. But there are great artists out there that just make beat music, which either has little samples in uh, or what have you. It's things like The Alchemist and his instrumental series. You've got different artists. Like my favourite artists, like one of my favourite, like Blockheads, uh, RJD2, things like that, which are really great songs. Uh, DJ Shadow is another one. How can I forget DJ Shadow? Just that kind of vibe, Colin, where it's just an instrumental song, but it's not instrumental. It's just beat driven music. And um, I know that sounds all a bit gobbledygook, but. Uh... I've, not heard sh- <laughs> I've not heard Shadow for a while. I mean, bloody hell, well, yeah. how big was that Shadow album introducing? Well, I mean, that-, that was absolutely massive. Well, that album, I mean, I still listen to that. That is one of, that is definitely a go-to album of mine. It's a fantastic album. You probably hear it on so many TV adverts. My wife's sick of me saying, oh, I know that song. I've got that song on one of the adverts. But that's the type of music I'm talking about. You know, you may not be everyone's cup of tea and you may not, but it's stuff that suddenly gets, you hear it on a, on an advert for a car or something like that. And Donald will say, oh, you got that tune or something like that. And you're like, yeah, it's DJ Shadow or RJD too. But yeah, I mean, difficult, Colin, because I love that album and everyone was wanting him to do another album like that. But you know he's not going to do another album like that. He's one of these people that's just into new music all the time. So all his albums are what he's into and what's new, but still with that beat. Yeah. Still with that, still with that vibe to it. And that's what 
ELP said, like from you know from Ron Jules, he can't make a happy beat. If someone challenged him to make a happy beat, but it's it's not within his nature. It's just he's always thinking of something with the boom bap in it, and what he's that's what his premise is with any tune he's making. And someone who's thinking like that is kind of the music I want to listen to. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got more of an interest in the samples and stuff than I have. I, like, we have a lot of conversations where we talk about a record and you've kind of already started picking out samples that are in it. And I, I haven't got that skill. That's because Shadow's all about, he's all about crate digging, isn't he? He'll go around yeah, shops I mean, and yeah. buy random records and find something on them. Yeah. I mean, the picture of the, the, the album cover is, um, is just a record store where him and his mate would just go digging for stuff. And these days, Obviously, you can find what the sample is without even having to do what they used to have to do and find stuff. I mean, my wife's nine years older than me, and she's into like you know R and B and soul and all that stuff. So a lot of um, I was listening to something the other day, Chris Crack, and it's got a great Anita Baker sample in. Donna knows that straight away. So well, I've then put the live album of Anita Baker on my phone because she likes that, and it kind of reminds of us both of the same song and. You know, it's it's pretty cool like that. So yeah, I'm looking for that kind of thing in it. That's um, that's pretty cool. Okay, I think it's time to talk about the album that I give you to listen to, Ben. That was Kanye West, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Look, I'll hold my hands up now. I was fully aware that you don't have any love at all for Kanye West, <laughs> right? But I. I I didn't give you this album to be cruel. It wasn't like, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'll make him listen to this. He'll hate it. I was hoping for the opposite. Obviously, if I'm honest, that's why I give albums out. Yeah, of course. But I, I know you don't like Kanye West and I don't have a lot of time for Kanye West. His, his <laughs> first two albums, they were, they're okay, his first two albums, but clearly he's a bit of an arsehole, probably an egomaniac. But this album blew me away. We've talked about it briefly. We haven't talked about it as in, you ha- like you hadn't heard it before, but, any time I mentioned it, you kind of were like, Kanye West, it. man. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna entertain any conversation about Kanye West. <laughs> well, look, the thing is with Kanye West is that I used to work at WH Smith, so we used, to, I had his first album in there, and and actually, uh, 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 most people, I enjoyed a couple of songs off that. There's All Falls Down, and um, and there's Through the Wire, and you know, I I do love those two tunes. That I think they're fantastic. Kanye West is an artist that I find myself thinking, should I be liking this man? Why do I not like this man? Everyone seems to like him. And then I think, right, I I must listen to some of his stuff. Uh, I've got to do it. And then I don't. Or uh, I listen to a bit of The Life of Pablo, is it? And there's a song on there where you're just going, old Kanye, where people are saying to him, why aren't you just like the old Kanye, like from the first album? And... There's maybe a couple of songs on there that like, and I feel as though I should, there's something wrong with me or something that I don't like him, but I listen to it and, and it's a lot of the stuff that I just don't like um, about hip hop. Well, not like I don't like, but I just, just don't like listening to it. And I think it comes back to what I was saying about, uh, just about production. You know, a, a lot of people I like, I can, you know, Jay, you know, I know he's dead now, but Diller and Doom and just people like that and The Alchemist and, and Premiere and, just people like that that I know that I'm going to like the beat. And if I like the beat, then I'm probably going to, I'm going to like what's on it. And it's a bit with Eminem. There's a great song that he does on the DJ Spinner album, which I can't find anywhere, but with Thurston Howell III. And I like Eminem on that. And I think he's fantastic. 
but I listen to his other, he's another artist. I think, I, should I like him? I should like him, but then I don't. I liked his first album, but the stuff he's doing now, I think is, you know, without sound denigrating it too much because I can't rap or do anything like that. But I think it's pretty poor, you know, compared to A, what he used to do and B, what other stuff is out there. So that's where I'm coming from is that I think I should like them, but then I listen to it and I think, no, I definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, I totally understand that. I'm, I don't like um, Kanye West. Like I said, the first album's all right. There was the, there was the 808 one after that and one of the others. This is his fifth album released in 2010 and you you talked about like production he hired some big hitters on this on this record rizzer's on the rizzer's produced for this record you see that's what it got a bit like with the wu-tang and stuff like that there's an album released and it goes off featuring the rizzer or or something like that and then what he's doing he's just singing like some pretty lame hook or oh he's making a noise in the background or something and and i felt like that with that he's on this album but if I didn't know he was on it, I couldn't tell you where he was really. He does a little bit of something on, on one of the tracks, but it's nothing, no great lyrics in it or, or anything that I thought, wow, you know, just thought, actually, I just thought, why are you on there? It was what I thought. It was my first, it was my first thought when I saw that he was on there. Well, possibly money. It's his fifth album, so he would have had a big budget. I read um, earlier on when I was kind of online, sort of looking for mm. information around it, when they recorded it, he hired this studio that had like three separate studios within it, and he hired it out for right. twenty for twenty four hour blocks, and he worked he worked nonstop, and it was all being done so relatively quickly, but at the same time, obviously, a lot of labour goes into it. Yeah, well, listening from to the Beastie Boys stuff, you know that hiring out a studio for that long is like absolutely shed loads of money just to like to do all that. So yeah, if he's a three studios. You know, obviously he had the budget, but um, it seems like he put a lot into the album, like he's kind of everywhere on the album, because it does, the, there's different um, genres and sounds and stuff coming out of it. I mean, look, you weren't going into it expecting anything, right? In fact, I think you were pretty, pretty annoyed that I'd given it to you. Did you find anything that surprised you? Did you find any glimmers of light in it? My thoughts on it, it's that it, you say that it is, a, it is everywhere. So I just think it's a bit, is pop music a bit strong, but it's just, I seem it's for the masses. I just, just the auto tuning voice and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Just grates on me a little bit. The intro, I like it when on the introduction and the beat kicks in that there is a, a nice beat in there, but the songs are too long and he either cuts it or does something to it or auto tunes over the top and it loses a bit of. You've got a couple of interesting points there. So the first one, you said the songs are too long, and I and I agree. They, they they are long songs, aren't they? I'm not entirely sure why, but there's just one song that was like about nine nine minutes long. Yeah, number nine, Runaway, just too long. It's just like a bit of it where it's like a minute and a half of just fading away or or something. I can't I can't remember. But it's just it's just so long, um, and it's like an hour, and I, I I couldn't listen to the album in one go. Really, that, yeah. I, I, I kind I, of, I, I kind of wanted you to. That was this the point of the. What? Of the yeah, thing, I know, but, but the, the, I think I probably got about ten songs through. I couldn't do the whole thing because I, I've got a busy household. I've got four adults. I've got four people in it over over twenty five. You know, I haven't got a place to sit really, and I, I'm not a man for listening to music with my headphones on, just sitting around. As you know me, I'm probably outside having a smoke and and listening to it. So. 
Um, I'm probably outside for about half an hour, so I get as much listened to as I can. I thought there was some good stuff, like in song two, it, it's, a, it's a pretty nice beat. I thought Raekwon was okay. I thought, actually, Kanye West may have actually rapped better than him. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's a track called Gorgeous. I'll tell you what, before we talk about that, can we just jump back briefly, because you mentioned the first track, um, mm. the opening track, it's called Dark Fantasy. Yeah. The album, the album starts with Nicki Minaj, right, reading a Roald Dahl poem called Cinderella in an accent. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I didn't know it until I, until I, yeah, you know, go, yeah, I didn't, well, whatever you did with it, yeah, I didn't know it was her. Yeah, it's Nicki Minaj doing a, a British accent, which is actually pretty good. But yeah, because well, it's the opening track, right? Let's just play a little bit of it now, so the people listening uh, kind of get an idea. You might think you've peeped the scene. You haven't. The real one's far too mean. The watered-down one, the one you know, was made up centuries ago. They made it sound all whack and corny. Yes, it's awful, blasted, boring. Twisted fiction, sick addiction. We'll gather our children. Separate lesson. Can we get much higher? So high. Sides about this back in Chicago. Mercy, mercy me, that mercy a lie go. That's me, the first year that I blow. How you say broken Spanish, me no I blow. Me drown sorrow in that Diablo. Me found bravery in my bravado. DJs need to listen to the models. You ain't got no fucking Yeezy in Serato. Stupid, but what the hell do I know? I'm just a shot town nigga with a nice flow. And my chick in that new Phoebe Philo. So much head, I woke up to sleepy hollow. Can we get much higher? Celine Dion, sex is on fire. I'm the king of Leona Lewis, beyond the truest. Hey, teacher, teacher, tell me how do you respond to students and refresh the page and restart the memory? We spark the soul and rebuild the energy. We stop the ignorance, we kill the enemy. Sorry for the night, G Mons are still visit me. The plan was to drink it to the pain over, but what's worse, the pain or the hangover? Fresh air rolling down a window. Too many urkels on your team, that's why you win. Slow. Don't make me pull the toys out, huh? Don't make me pull the toys and fire up the engines, huh? And then they make noise. Can we get much Let me jump back to what you were talking about before I rudely interrupted you to play a bit of Dark Fantasy. But the track you're talking about is called Gorgeous, which I, I personally, you said the beat's all right. And I, th- I thought, it, and Rec One is on it, and I love Rec One. I thought it was a weak, it's a weak track for me. Even though I love the album, I, I always think of it as a bit weak. But there's, I'll tell you what, there's some big singles on this album. 
for me at least, I don't know about you, but like Power, Monster, all of the lights, they're massive sounding records. What do you mean by massive sounding records? Because I just, I just hear that. I just, when I hear it, I just think of an advert or because I know that when I hear it, it's like on Sky Sports or, or <laughs> something for something. I, 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 that's how I know it. So if I'm, do you know what I mean? Do you, it, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It, it, I just associate it with that. I don't think, oh yeah, that's off that great Kanye record. I think, yeah, I, I, t- I understand exactly what you're saying. I think when I said it in my mind, what I mean by it is like singles or tracks like Monster or All of the Lights, they seem like stadium kind of fillers. I would say that, yeah, people these days, it's just going to be in the O2 and someone's going to have their camera phone up with a torch on while like, you know, you hear the Rihanna bit going and I mean, you know, yeah, that's true. She she sings the chorus. Apparently, um, that all of the lights track. Apparently, Elton John's on it somewhere. How is he? <laughs> well, if you saw him doing something for um, one of the recent fundraising causes, he was absolutely singing, absolutely shocking. So I hope he <laughs> I hope he wasn't doing too much. <laughs> yeah, that was a really weird performance. I like I was speaking to someone because I quite like earlier on John and. Yeah, I like Yellow Brick Road and, and and stuff like that. But he was rap- he was singing like he had no teeth in his you know no teeth in his mouth. Yeah, I spoke to someone who suggested that he, he like he'd been ill, so maybe it's that. But the, from what I saw, he was singing "I'm Till Tanding." That's what he kept singing every time. Well, yeah, if you put your try put your lips over your gums and go oh goo goo like you know that's how he was singing like he's got no teeth in his head. Yeah, it was strange. <laughs> All right, we just mentioned all of the lights. We're gonna let's play a bit of that now, so so people can hear it. Supportive. I made mistakes. I bought my head. 
spent that bread. She need a daddy. Baby, please, can't let her grow up in that ghetto university. I mentioned Monster before. I mean, Jay-Z's on that. Rick Ross is on it. Nicki Minaj is on it. He's not someone I'm a fan of at all, but I think she's okay on this album. Did, did you get nothing, nothing from that track? Because that track, the beat was a little bit harder. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Power, I thought it was just him all over. It's just, I just one minute it's like, you know, wants to be all private and stuff, and the next minute it's talking about, like, you know, how everything needs to be so flash. I, I didn't like all of the lights monster i thought it was okay i thought the beat was okay i thought Nicki minaj was probably better than him on there again even the kids who like bits and bobs like that don't really have anything by her seven um so appalled uh, well actually i think i've highlighted that because i think i was appalled Pusha t is pretty good on that i like Pusha t uh clips uh early clip stuff is pretty good and some stuff he'd done with Freddie Gibbs and Bits and Bobs. So he's actually not bad in that. I like that. Devil in a New Dress. I thought it was the best beat of the album. I just think he he's a bit hit and miss. Either you like him or you don't. And from a rapping point of view, and for a man who likes a bit of creativity and lyrics, he, he got some stuff in there. I just Whether it's the beats or whatever, Colin, I just I think more often than not, it's just him rapping is is not for me. But the sample is absolutely great. It's um, I had to look it up. It was Smokey Robinson, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? So it's probably a pretty yep. classic tune, but I, I couldn't find it. So I'll have to do a bit more digging for that, see if Andy's got my stepdad's got it. But yeah, I thought the sample was absolutely cracking. Um, so that's probably the best song on there. Well, I think you've just Run. highlighted something, though I, I totally agree with you. Sorry to jump in. No, he's no. about his rapping and stuff like that. I think the real problem for me, anyway, with Kanye West is I just think he's a better producer than rapper. He's just not a great rapper. He's got this kind of this lazy kind of style, and his rhymes aren't tight. Nothing about them particularly excites me. And I think other people in general do sound better over his music. Well, yeah, that that that's that's the thing, you know. <sighs> I think if I, if I listen to him, he's got some maybe some funny bits in there. Not funny, I don't mean to say funny, but some good lyrics. I like a bit of wordplay and I like a bit of, you know, think about what they're rapping and like listening to it. I find what he actually raps about is not what I like listening to either. I mean, like I say, a bit fun, a bit, I'm a bit picky, but yeah, I, I, what he raps about and how he does it a little bit is just, <clears throat> it's just not for me. It just doesn't float my boat, like you say. I mean, there's plenty of other rappers. I mean, like Doom, for example. I mean, you can give him a beat of anything and it probably it'll still sound as good as on most things, no matter what it is. It's just, it's just I can't get to grips with his style of rapping, if you like. But yeah, maybe on the boards, if, if someone gave me an album where he just produced it, uh, I'd like to... Actually, I like that. Actually, like a Pepsi-Cola test of giving me, a, giving me some beats by him that I didn't know were by him and maybe a true test of whether I actually liked him or not. Because if he was a good, if he produced something like that, like Jay Diller or something like that, where like the Donuts album, where he's making a great album, but I don't know it's him, for example, that would knock my socks off. Well, I don't, I don't think he's ever going to release anything that he doesn't put his face on because he's he's cer- well, yeah. certainly a 
an egomaniac type person. I mean, look, I think he's just very good at creating himself as a star. You know, very early on, he declared himself as a genius. He's married one of the most famous women in the world. He's done the whole supporting Trump and wearing the MAGA hat. I just think he's very clever at marketing himself and kind of establishing himself as, because he knows that like controversy can be equally as beneficial as, as the music. That's why he did the Trump thing. Maybe he's a bit of a narcissist. He doesn't really care about what he's doing. He's building this brand. But like we said about the Wu-Tang earlier, he, he probably had a plan. He, you know, got his break and, and that's what he was going to do. He was just, you know, he's going to use it to the max and, you know, and that's the way it's played out for him. And, you know, fair play to the man. <clears throat> it's worked out, you know, stupendously well for him. But, you know, yeah, he, like you say, he's never going to hide behind it, is he? It's, it's all, everything he does is going to be, look, this is me and I'm doing it to get maximum payback from it. It was, was it him at Glastonbury? Do you remember he played Glastonbury and someone got on stage with him and just started dancing randomly? Oh, what, in front of him? He got well knocked with that, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he didn't really see the funny side of it, I suppose. He's probably not the person <laughs> that would see a funny side of it. <laughs> yeah, and apart from that, Colin, I think just, yeah, Runaway, that was the nine-minute song, Hell of a Life. Beat was okay, I thought. And then 11, 12 and 13, just like, you know, I think one guy I like is Blockhead and I think he said to he on one of his posts or whatever he says he puts his favourite song as the last song I'll always think that like if someone's going to you know there's going to be an artist song that's going to be their favourite so I think you know give it a listen to the end and go out with a bit of a bang and I think you know for me it was a bit of a bit of a bit of a poor finish uh, yeah well the last track's um, called Who Who Will Survive America and it's it's like a I suppose he's trying to be I don't know, like thoughtful when it obviously it means something, you know, where wherever he's coming from. But I get, I, I do get what you mean. It is it does end with a bit of a whimper, but you know, I'd say I've made it clear I'm not a fan of Kanye West. I haven't listened to any of his music, probably certainly not for a few albums. I don't know how many he's made now. And what like was change. it that drew you? To, what was it to drew you to this? Then I mean, I know you like a good album cover. It's got quite a good album cover. The blurred. I know there's two versions to it. One's a like a phoenix on it and the other one's a, a blurred out version of him doing something yeah yeah i, I think they were, they were both of those sides and i think there was actually two different covers of painted by someone quite famous can't remember their name it was no it wasn't the artwork or anything i just um i read a lot of the online kind of music websites um decent mm. ones i'm an absolute sucker for the, the website pitchfork it's a pretentious kind of website the people who write for it are fairly pretentious as well, but they do have a knack of picking out something quite good. good and I, they they gave it a, they gave it a max, they gave it a ten, and I thought, well, if, wow. if you know, generally, if Pitchfork give an album ten, I, I I would at least listen to it. And then that comes back to what I was saying: is that like, if they're giving it a ten, what is it that they you know why what am I what am I missing? Am I, I don't think that, that I... really you can't. I don't think you're missing anything. It's just everyone's got different tastes. I mean. I, I generally like harder sounding hip hop, but but I just put the album on and from the beginning it grabbed me. Uh, sometimes well, that, yeah, it happens, for, I suppose. Yeah, because I can see I can see that because it's got guitar. That's the thing. It hip hop, you know, or you know, it, it's got not enough, maybe enough beat, enough drums, and what have you. For me, it's it's a bit. Um, it's lots of guitars, lots of you know, lots of different stuff like that, and for different styles of music or different genres or what have you. So that's where I feel it doesn't play into me there. So where I thought maybe for you, yeah, like because you like the little bits of guitar and what have you, don't you? I presume. 
I do like bits of guitar, but I, I like um, I like a lot of different stuff. And then sometimes I'll put something on, and I won't be I won't be expecting anything from it. It just kind of grabs me. Maybe there's a vibe on the album I pick up on. I don't mind like big um, hip hop anthems if I think they're good. And there's been you know there's been a few over the years, so n- none of that puts me off. Um, Jay Z's on it. I'm a fan of Jay Z. I don't know why, because I don't when I listen to Jay Z. Sometimes I don't think he's a very good rapper, but at the same time, I think he's he's so he's minimal. Great, he's got some got some great he's got some great lyrics. I mean, I I haven't got much of his stuff. I mean, I've recently got Jay Electronica, and I think he does quite a bit on that. And that's quite good. Definitely the um, the Grey album, which is the Beatles, and um, yeah, where he's uh, the black his album over the the Beatles album is absolutely fantastic. I mean, that's um, um that's Danger Mouse, you know, yeah, another well, big yeah. producer. Yeah, Danger Doom and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so that's the thing. You knew that if he, he's doing that. Oh, actually, that's probably before he was. That was before he was famous, though, wasn't it? I mean, I remember someone having that on LimeWire or yeah, or whatever it was back in the day. That kind of album, thinking, man, I want that, and you couldn't get it or what have you. And then it suddenly came out, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of his stuff. I haven't got a lot of his stuff, but he's got some. For me, again, that goes back to production, Colin. I don't necessarily like who's producing because he was like Dame Dash for a while or with Puff Daddy and that for a while, wasn't he? And that wasn't kind of my bag either. But no, there's no undoubting he's a great great lyricist. Talking about um, Puffy, I I don't think I've ever asked you this question. Like, where do you where do you stand or where do you sit with um, Notorious B.I.G.? Are you a fan of him? I, I, I feel like I've never asked you that. The album uh, Ready to Die, yeah, that's a great album. I just remember revising for <laughs> doing Absolutely. my yeah A levels or degree. I think it was just like listening to listening to that, and like I say, that's got some great samples on it. My Mrs. Juicy, I think, is one of them. That when my missus listens to My Soul, you hear um, you hear that on there. But yeah, that's a cracking album. Um, that undoubtedly is either side of that. Probably not too much. I know you were talking about the the one he released, like posthumous, wasn't it? I probably uh, haven't yeah, got. Yeah. Yeah, nothing off that. But yeah, Ready to Die. I mean, that's just the time we were in then. You know, Snoop's first album, that album, Woo album, Meth coming out, and, and, and a little a bit earlier. But yeah, that kind of era when those albums, the big first albums of all those guys came out. Um, yeah, it was cracking. Yeah, we, we had around that time, we had, well, we had Nas. Illmatic. Yeah, yeah. That's a again. I mean, for me, his first album's the best one. If you haven't heard Doom, him rhyming over Doom's instrumentals, Nostradamus, I think it is. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah, that's great. That's Doom's beats and Nas rhyming those rhymes over that. That's great. Again, I uh, for me again, further he's gone down the line. I've lost. I'm not saying I'm more still with the new stuff, but you know. Unless, you know, do madly, that's the stuff that I'm going back to. Probably Nas' first album and not much else. And, you know, same with Biggie and Snoop and, you know. Well, I think with Nas, um, you're right. I think up to about his fourth or fifth album, and then it, then it kind of really dropped off. I'm going to call something now. You, you might well disagree with me. I think he's probably my favourite rapper of all time, Nas. I'm not going to put you away there i think he's again great lyricist i think but for me just that 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 time that first album when there's war as he was i think yeah 
I don't know. I don't know why. It's just you just get affinity with one album, maybe, and it's whether the album you find the second or the third is just doesn't match that first one in your own opinion. Is whether I switch off from them too quickly. I don't know. Didn't give them enough chance, but I don't struggle to find new stuff. So um, unless the old stuff's like absolutely classic, I'm probably not going back to it. Their, their whole back catalogue, if you like. No, I get that with hip hop. I get that. With it. I mean, we just talked about some very good albums there. So if anyone's listening doesn't really listen to hip-hop or wants to sort of, you know, maybe dig in a bit, you know, the first Notorious B.I.G. album, the first Nas album, the first Wu-Tang album, uh, any, well, I'd say any Doom, but Operation Doomsday. Well, Operation Doomsday is my, well, yeah, it's just my, I think it's just my ultimate album. I mean, you know, it's got so many great samples, just so many great lyrics. It's just like old cartoons. It's got a bit Scooby-Doo. I mean, it's just, the artwork on the album was just fact before Stan Lee stopped him doing proper artwork. I mean, you've seen the two vinyls. I've got the instrumentals. I mean, you know, he's dressed yeah, as the fantastic. man from Del Monte. It's, it's cracking. But there's some great new stuff out there. I, I don't know how much you know. I mean, my favourite is one of my Action Bronson. I don't know if you know too much. The big white guy who's on Vice yeah. doing Fuck yeah, That's yeah, Delicious. Yeah. I mean, the guys with him, uh, the alchemist is one of the guys. I mean... He started knocking about with Mob Deep, so he's done stuff in Mob Deep and a bit of Cypress Hill, and you know now he's like just like a proper go-to producer. I mean, um, you've got Griselda, which is which is West Side Gun, Conway, which is a bit like the new Ray and Ghost. So if you listen to that, there's always a bit of Raekwon on there telling them they're the new Ray and Ghost. So any of their stuff, it's a bit um, a bit more drug rappy, if you like a lot of coke rap and stuff like that. But it's a bit gratuitous, if you like, money and what have you. But it's the beats are pretty good on there. So anything by them, um, like I say, instrumental stuff, Blockhead. I don't know, I could just go through um, loads of <laughs> iPod stuff, just going through, telling you what. But yeah, there's some great stuff out there. I find rappers who are on the instrumental albums, then when you're on apple it just says you might like that and you can find i'm quite happy just to add an album and just go for it because these days they're about 30 minutes 35 minutes and i think that's cracking but one person i've got to mention colin is camouflage monk i mean that's the ultimate for me between instrumental he doesn't necessarily rap but he's got instrumental and then he's got other people on there from where he is and that's given me about you know 10 15 artists to listen to God Fahim is a great one. Who else was I listening to? Uh, Chris Crack. I think I sent something to you on Instagram. But Chris Crack is one. I think he's probably oh, my yeah. favourite rapper at the moment. His albums are pretty... I mean, I don't like all the stuff on every album, but there's some cracking stuff. and He's got some absolutely brilliant samples on there. I mean, my missus, that's probably the favourite artist that I listen to. Some of the raps are hilarious. There's a just a song that's like, about 20 minutes long you can listen to it all in one and it's broken down into about eight or nine different songs i could go on vic spencer sunny jim that kind of thing yeah they all come back to me when i finish this podcast but there's some great stuff out there just probably if you know your producers for me then you'll you'll find some good stuff that's that's the way i would that's the way i would go right so before we wrap it up if you had to pick one song from my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy that we haven't played yet. What would you pick? Is there one that you would pick for people to pick? I would pick. I would definitely pick. I would definitely pick Devil in the New Dress with the Smokey Robinson sample. 
yeah, I think it's absolutely, fa- I think it's absolutely fantastic. That that bit makes the song, and I can over over, I can not block him out, but I can I can just hear that sample on loop. That's why I like, you know, there's a guy called Nicholas Craven who will loop shit out of something, but it's only for like a minute and a half or something. But it's it's just a great little bit of something that's just loops and loops. And if he that song without him, just instrumental with that sample. I'd have that on my iPod all day long. Well, my phone all day long. Um, but yeah, that's the best one. So, All right, so let's listen to a bit of Devil in a New Dress and we'll come back. Uh. Uh. I love it though. I love it though. <laughs> you know? Uh. Put your hands to the constellations. The way you look should be a sin. You my sensation. <laughs> I know I'm preaching to the congregation. We love Jesus, but you done learned a lot from Satan. <laughs> I mean, a nigga did a lot of waiting. We ain't married, but tonight I need some consummation. May the Lord forgive us. May the gods be with us. In that magic hour, I seen good Christians make brass decisions. Oh, she do it. What happened to religion? Oh, she loses it. She putting on her makeup. She casually a lord. Text message breakups. The casualty of tours. How she gon' wake up and not love me no more? I thought I was the asshole. I guess it's rubbing off. Hood phenomenon, the LeBron rhyme. Hard to be humble when you stunting on a jumble trine. I'm looking at her like, this what you really wanna, huh? Why we argue anyway? Oh, I forgot it's summertime. Put your hands to the constellations. The way you look should be a sin. You my sensation. I know I'm preaching to the congregation. We love Jesus, but she done learned a lot from Satan. Satan, Satan, Satan. I mean, your nigga did a lot of waiting. We ain't married, but tonight it needs a consummation. When the sun go down, it's the magic hour. The magic hour. And out of all the colors that'll fill up the skies, you got green on your mind. I can see it in your eyes. Why you standing there with your face screwed up? Don't leave while you hot, that's how May screwed up. Throwing shit around the whole place screwed up. Maybe I should call May so he could pray for us. I hit the Jamaica spot at the bar, take a seat. If you had to give the album rating, Ben, out of 10, how low would it be? Uh, well, I've been thinking about this and thinking, well, no. For, look. Any man who can make an album and keep going after five albums, making songs that people obviously like, he's got something to him. So I'm not going to denigrate it too much. For me, I'll give it a, I'll give it a five. Um, definitely the standout track is the, the Smokey Robinson one. There are a couple of others that are not too bad. But yeah, if you like him, you probably know all these songs, what he's like and how he does them. And you probably think, yeah, cracking. So, um, but for me, I'll just go in the middle of the road and a five. Uh, that's not too bad actually i was kind of thinking it might be a bit lower so five five's not bad but uh, i get it but look ben thanks so much for coming on the podcast it's been really lovely talking to you especially as we haven't actually been able to meet up as normal so i really appreciate that and some of the stuff you said is even i didn't know brilliant so (laughs) thank you very much well mate it's an honor to be on here i've heard the other stuff that you've done and um i'm hopefully a, a as good a quality as your other guests because they've been very eloquent and described all the music they've listened to very well 
sorry I couldn't be more positive about the album, but um, but yeah, but Colin, pleasure, mate, and hopefully we'll uh, get to see each other soon. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B-A-Y-N-H Podcast. Until next time, keep listening to new music.